Welcome to Dig It. I hope you're all having a beautiful Friday morning. This is the speaker. I am here with my two lovely ladies, as per usual, the sharp edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Hello, girls. Hey, come. Doing good. Fired up. Doing, uh, yeah, definitely fired up. I got a story to share. Ooh, <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. I had the had a few things on last week, so I couldn't make it. This, uh, this nine to five is killing me. But I'm trying to keep my head above the water and trying yeah. to do outside activities such as this as well. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to juggle, but there's a lot of us out there doing it. So right. just gotta just gotta get it done. That's yep. how it is. Uh we've got a lot to go through today. Um it, we're gonna get into a little bit of inflation and solutions and uh, just some suggestions of how we're dealing with this. And some tips of how you can as well. The Florida Bill to Protect Children and Support Parents. And of course, Disney's outrage. And mm-hmm. just the less general outrage from that bill. Um, Hunter Biden laptop, getting a little bit more exposure. Considering, uh, you know, most of us were banned last year for talking about it. But now, now it's okay. Um, the DC Uniparty uh, is mad about what Madison Crawthorne said. I don't know anything about that. So... It's going to be interesting. Judge blocks COVID-19 mandates for Navy members seeking religious exemptions. Uh, Zach Voorhees' new platform, uh, which is now hosting our podcast, which is great. Um, Oklahoma and Arizona signed transgender sports ban into law, which is fantastic that someone's doing something about that, and we can get into that a bit more. As a sports person myself, that infuriates me more than anything else. And Corey has a handful of a lot of things <laughs> mostly mostly positive i just want to all point positive yeah. positive is good yeah I, I don't know how we're going to pack all this into an hour but we're going to try we'll work it out we always do well tell so us I just, about your story Corey. Hmm. yeah this this just frustrated the heck out of me i felt so violated so everyone in the comments feel free to give me all the shit you want about uh smoking i don't really care so <laughs> i'm just gonna preface it with that so I smoke electronic e-cigs and everyone knows the, you know, the drastic laws that they've put through no UPS, no FedEx, no post office. And then, then it was the no flavors, whatever. I don't really care about the flavors. And then it was the, uh, $6 required signature, you know, and then you have to show ID. And now we're going to pass this act where you have to, um, gather their birth, all their information, their address, and send it off to somewhere in the government where it gets held for five years. I mean, talk about data mining. So, okay, fine. Dealing with this, navigating around this, had to switch companies three times because they're basically killing all these small businesses. And I'm sure some people are applauding that. That's fine too. So the guy comes to deliver and he says, and this has never happened before. Usually it's just, hey, how you doing? Great. And they sign for me. Never ask for my driver's license. So he says, oh, I need to see your driver's license. Okay, fine. No problem. And he goes, oh, just set it down. So it's, I set it down like right on the package. I assume he's just comparing the names because they're supposed to verify the name, you know. And next thing I know, before I could do anything or say anything, the dude takes a picture. I go, did you just take a picture of my driver's license? He's like, oh yeah. And he's like already sending it off. I go, wait a minute, wait a minute, where's that going? Oh, I don't know. I'm just doing what I'm told. 
I'm not kidding. That was his response. I mean, I'm sure that doesn't come as a great shock to people given over the last couple of years here, everyone's just doing what they're told. So I said, wait a minute. So since when are we taking photos? Nobody told me that a photo was going to be taken. You're just supposed to show ID. He said, oh, this is their, this is their rules. If you, you might want to switch companies if you don't want to deal with that because they're adamant about this now. And I said, where's that photo going? I, I really have no idea. Okay. So I get on the phone with the company who sells them. And I said, uh, this is the distributor you're using and nowhere on your site does it say you know, that you're going to take a photo. I didn't give consent to this. Oh, I'm so sorry. That must be so frustrating. Da, da. Well, they're not going to do anything with it. Well, where's the photo sitting? Is it being, you know, sent off to the government? Where's it going? I mean, it's, it's a driver's license, you know, it's got some detailed info on there. I don't need that photo floating around. And uh, so I got into it with the supervisor because the dude wasn't helping me at all. It was a lost cause. And She's trying to tell me, well, you know, if it's their policies and regulations. So while we're talking, I pulled up on the federal register. I go, let me tell you what the law is. You only have to supply. You only have to verify. You hold it up. They verify your name and your birth date to make sure you're of age. Nowhere does it say in the law that they are required to take a photo and send that in with the information. So I don't give a crap what their regulations and policies are. They never informed me of that. He never informed me that he was going to take this photo. And so I told her, she's like, well, I'll just, I'll contact them. I'll head this, I'll send this to corporate and I'll contact them. And, you know, they can send you their regulations. I don't think you're hearing me. I don't care what the regulations are. I didn't consent to this. And they didn't tell me ahead of time. So I want it in writing that this is being removed. I want to know, you know, how long they think they're going to hold this for or where it's going. Cause they're not. And if they think they are, they're going to hear from my attorney. So not like I have one, but I could get one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she said, she'll copy me in on the email that, you know, she's going to send off to corporate and we'll see where that goes. But it just, it irks me. This is the kind of crap that we need to fight. You know, for me, in this case, it's e-cigs, but for other people, it's going to be other things because it's just, coming down on us from every angle of, of data mining and showing proof and having these digital identities. And I'm just, I'm freaking done with it. Yeah. I mean, in today's world, data is the currency. I mean, uh-huh. absolutely. absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I smoke e-cigs too. You can, in the comments, you can slam me <laughs> you all you want. Edge too. See, I'm, I'm even worse. <laughs> I smoke and, normal and, cigarettes. So and I was just, and, and let me reiterate that we are adults. So, you know, informing us of, of how we should quit or how it's unhealthy. We kind of know. We yeah. Know, I was just talking but, about how I got to get off of them. I got, I know I got to get off of them. All right. So, but with that, I said, have no intention to, so don't <laughs> okay. bother arguing with uh, me. People. All right. Well, with that said, I buy them at the convenience store and they always scan the barcode on your driver's license when you what? buy them yep yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really uh-huh yeah at the convenience store i go to not, barcodes, not- not, wait we have bark i haven't looked at my driver's license so freaking long even when i when i set it down i didn't even look at it we have barcodes on our driver's license well it must vary state by state so hmm yeah interesting mm-hmm. is this is this the new the real id like the new driver's license that everyone has to have by 2023 if they want to fly I don't know. 
I mean, mine's mm-hmm. mine's recent because uh, I mean I've had a barcode on it. The, my old ID had a, a barcode on it too, I believe. So. Oh, you know what I want to know? Anyone in the comments, if you've gotten a passport recently, um, I was informed that of a person who got a passport and there was an RFID chip in it. So I'd be curious to know if anyone out there um, is aware of this, if this is happening now, if this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yo. You gotta watch it everywhere, every turn, they're collecting your data. Absolutely. And you're always wondering, where's that going? Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, we know where it's going, but okay. So rock on, we got tons to cover. All right, let's talk about what's on everybody's minds lately. I mean, one of the pressing concerns for Americans and really people just around the world is inflation and the skyrocketing costs of everyday goods from gas to food. And I think, and everybody is pretty much aware of how this deal with Russia and Ukraine, how that's really exacerbated the problem. I mean, with Russia demanding that rubles or gold be used for uh, purchasing exports of gas to what they consider unfriendly countries, and possibly even extending that to um, other commodities like wheat, fertilizer, lumber. So... Um, that's a, a big deal. And also even talk of um, a gold-backed ruble. Um, so here we're at where with, um, you know, the ruble has now regained 100% of its loss since the Ukraine invasion, meaning that the sanctions that have been imposed, um, you know, Russia's re- ruble is recovering from that with the moves that they're making it's like biden's playing checkers while while putin's playing chess <laughs> and and let's not forget this invasion's still going on it's recovering while it's still continuing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the ruble is gaining in strength in comparison to the u.s dollar which means more inflation for us and yep. so obviously you know americans um inflation is top of the mind for a lot of americans and um, they're already feeling it. I mean, there's a new Gallup poll that shows though a lot of, that of all of the economic problems facing the country today, inflation is by far uh, the biggest. And um, we were talking about this before recording. I don't know how big this Gallup poll was, um, but it is pretty interesting to look at the trends when you compare what people were thinking in January 2022 versus March 2022, and when they were asked, what do you think is the most important problem facing the country today? Back in January, only 8% of people were saying it was inflation. Now it's 17% over double that. And mm-hmm. so, but then when you look at the non-economic problems uh, that people consider to be the biggest problem facing the country today. I thought some of those answers were really interesting too, considering Especially that top one. Yes, yes. Consistently, people are saying that the government and poor le- leadership is the biggest problem facing the country today. And that looks to be the biggest um, issue of all of these issues um, that people mm-hmm. consider to be the biggest problem facing the country Imagine today. That. Yes, but but he won, right? But but Biden won legitimate fair and square, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, the COVID numbers are interesting there too. That's really interesting when you look at COVID from January of 2022. Twenty percent of people saying that COVID was the biggest issue facing the country. Now it's all the way down to three percent. 
Three percent. That's a major decrease, showing that people just don't buy into this crap anymore. Well, that's the power of narrative shift. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. But people are feeling the the um, the crunch as far as gas prices and grocery prices. I mean, when you look at it, um, you know, this is kind of the area where where Biden took over, and that was at two point five percent. Um, inflation, and it's gone all the way up to 7.9%, and it's skyrocketing at this point. So, But we know it's higher than 7.9. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely climbing, and that means that household average of costs of, uh, you know, goods, they're going to sp- they're going to pay, uh, U.S. households on average are going to pay an extra 5200 uh, per month, I'm sorry, per year, um, as opposed to last year, that's 433 extra dollars a month just to uh, pay for the same amount of goods that they were getting. Yeah, without a pay raise. Without a pay raise. Unless you work for the government. Yeah, and so it's, I think, <laughs> I think exactly, because they gave themselves a, what, a 20% increase on their <laughs> yeah. pay? Yep. Yeah, and so we've been talking about for the past few weeks now. We got to talk solutions. We got to talk about things that are going on in our own personal lives, and definitely inflation is hitting me and my family. And we've been preparing for this for a while. Um, you know, we we weren't sure if there were going to be any kind of shortages over the you know over the winter because remember there was so much talk about shortages and you right. Know, right. So we've been stocking up and getting prepared for a while, but I think it is a good time to invest in commodities, um, just regular tangible items that we use regularly because the prices are going to go up, you know, food, medicine, household and all that. So I just wanted to kind of talk about where my head is at, what I've been doing, things that I need to work on, things that I, you know, want to do, how I don't have all of my ducks in a row, but I've been working on it. So um, I've been prepping for, you know, for these things, I've got some, I've got extra food, like canned and dry food, uh, mm-hmm. to last for some, some weeks. Uh, I've got some, uh, long-term food storage as well. I've got, um, seeds, uh, I've got medical supplies and medicines and, uh, vitamins. You know what, uh, you know, what throws me on the seeds though? If you look into it, you could go to 20 different websites and they're all going to tell you something different on how long you can keep seeds for. Some will say just two years, some will say five, some will say as long as 10 if you keep them in a cold place. So, so what's the deal with that? Do you know? I absolutely don't know. So if anyone knows, throw it in the comments for me. (laughs) I just need the truth. (laughs) Yeah, and maybe there's a, a variety of different seeds that have a longer shelf life. Oh, I, I really sure, don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they do vary somewhat, but I mean, across the board, sites will say, like you could you could save all seeds for you know they're good for five years, and so I just you know, I'd like I'd like to know like a, a more realistic number that kind of across the board, or if there are some like a group of veggies or something that tend to preserve longer. Um, anyone have good tips on that? Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Leave some comments. And definitely, if you have some other tips on items that you should stock up on, um, I've got... Um, Get a generator. A, yep. I was just going to say that. I've got some cash. I've got some silver. 
And I've got, you know, like ammo, candles, lanterns, a generator, electric heaters. These are just things that like survival gear that I know that I can use, like, because we have a camper, we go camping. Some we right. can use these things anyways on a regular right. basis, but they're also good for emergency. So um, I've been trying to stock up on those types of things, things that I know I'm going to use, things that I know are going to go up in value um, right. with inflation, um, areas I need to probably work on are batteries, tools, and jarring supplies. I know I need to probably uh, work on that. But um, there's also things that you could do. Oh, books also. I need to get some more books on like uh, home studying. Yeah, medicine, um, like and first aid type of things, uh, how to fix things. All of those types of books would be really good, I think. Um, instead of always referring to the internet and an assumption that the internet's always going to be there for you. Right. There's always, well, there's always and, going to be these uh, YouTube channels that um, the how-to channels. Yeah. If you don't have I internet, mean, those are helpful. Right. Hard. Those are, they're, right. they're fantastic. But knowing simple things, like little things like uh, what to do with, you know, some carpentry building, all these things are going to be incredibly beneficial if, if it's the fan. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just going to say that, that besides stocking up, let's say you don't have um, reserves to go out and spend some extra money on stocking up some of these supplies. There's other things you can do for free right now, like learning new skills that could be useful. Um, like Very important. And and I actually just got a medical book. I'll let you know, I, have, I haven't even had two seconds to look through it, but, the, but this bad boy is like three inches thick on if you can't get to a doctor or a health facility and you need to take care, you know, it's everything from like minor wounds to severe to all kinds of stuff, which I personally think is handy to have around just given the climate of the healthcare industry right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like learning how to hunt, fish, sew, uh, grow mm -hmm. food, raise chickens, fix cars, fix things in your home. I mean, I, for, uh, for Christmas, I got a compound bow. Okay. Never, never oh, I, shot. A, I mean, my son, had I have a, a compound bow too. My, my son had a bow, not a compound bow. Uh, and I, everyone needs a compound bow. At this I point. would shoot his bow for, <laughs> you know, just for fun, but I, I thought I would get more serious about it. So I got this compound bow. I'm super excited about it. I've been practicing for the past few months and just trying to build that skill set. And, and I think it's just a fun hobby for me, but really it oh, could yeah. be a useful skill for hunting later you know if yeah I, i've if had I my to. bow for like 15 years i don't know that i could shoot bambi though i just i know I with that i know i i would struggle with it too but guaranteed yeah. i would do it for um i mean i'm a meat eater so i know it's kind of an oxymoron but it's just <laughs> the other thing i, I, I realized time with that yeah the other thing Ooh. i realized is i really need to learn about how to fix cars i mean i was on the road i took okay so my mom is in the same mindset of, as me. She just moved out of the city into the country on a couple of acres, right? And yeah. she's near me. And so she's getting ready, getting all prepared and stuff too. And in that process. So I was helping her move. And I, uh, it's like a couple hours drive from the city to the country, right? And we're on the freeway. And I freaking blew a tire with just me mm. and my mom in the middle of a storm on the freeway. I mean, this, you should have seen this tire. It was like shredded <laughs> and uh, yeah, good times. So I had no idea how to change my own freaking tire. I had to call roadside assistance, have someone. Yeah, I, haven't changed. I, I used to know, I mean, I could probably figure it out, but it's been like 20 years since I've changed one. 
yeah, so I've got a, there are definitely areas of skill sets that I could um, need that are on my to-do list of things I need to learn. Right. So I'm constantly trying to do that. Don't have all of my stuff in a row, but definitely working on it. So, yeah. so like, here's the thing, right? So like 30 years ago, this would have been common for most people to know a lot of this shit, but the world's made us lazy. Than 30 years. <laughs> right? Longer than well, 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I, I know the early nineties, um, all that stuff is still very common. Like everyone I knew kind of knew how to do those things, especially my dad's generation and my uncles and all that. They were just on top of the ball with those sort of things. And it's like, late 90s early 2000s everything's been made so easy for us that's Mm -hmm. kind of trained us not to be self-sufficient right exactly and that's all by design they want us completely dependent on a nanny state and uh so i've been just like there's been a really steep learning curve for me to, to learn all of these skills that you know if I had taken the time, all of, you know, years of preparation, it would have been a little bit easier, but I'm, I'm definitely trying to, um, to acquire as many skills, learn as many new things as possible to be as self-sufficient as possible and to get the government out of my life as much as possible. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm pretty good in the tools department and I have plenty of tools. I just need, uh, I need to learn more on the, on the whole food part, you know, the growing, the gardening. Growing, yeah. I, I started growing um, last spring. I'm going to do it again mm-hmm. um, and learning how to jar stuff too. So yeah, um, yeah I had some, a little bit of success with that, but um, definitely uh, looking I've forward. i jams. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely learning, looking forward to learning more and growing more and getting better at it and uh, producing yep. more. So it's just uh, building on those skills and honing them um, so that they're, but they can be fun hobbies as well as things that could help us in the future. So, right. All right. Lots to cover. So I'll uh, yeah. just scoot We're on over to the next to topic. You got to you step it up and talk fast. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So this is a big no, one this week. Great. This is a big one this week. Florida parents rights bill. Okay. This bill, um, was signed by Ron DeSantis this week. It's been totally mischaracterized as the don't say gay bill uh, right. by the left. Um, the bill is just, act- just like we saw at the Oscars. Gay, gay, gay. They had to bring it out there as well. And yeah. This gender yeah. And it's just total mischaracterization. If you, It's clearly people haven't even read the bill. The bill is actually about parents and, um, and empowering parents and protecting their rights um, to protect their young children. Uh, from grades K through third grade, from the school systems that are indoctrinating their kids with the over-sexualization and the transgender material, uh, you know, with the books that they're um, distributing to kids, these surveys that they're distributing to kids, doing all of this behind the parents' backs. Okay, I mean, we've seen time and time again, these stories of school teachers um, teaching this material, books with overtly pornographic images in school libraries, surveys distributing um, this kind of stuff to children about their sexuality, and the teachers coercing the children to withhold this kind of stuff from their parents, like be it, make it all a secret. Let's just keep this in school. You don't tell your parents, right? I, w- so, I wish they would have incorporated cell social emotional learning into this and they would have upped this to uh through uh grade 12. Why do I was, why did 
I was just going to say that. I don't think it is good enough. Right. I actually think it lacks. Right. It's only going through K through third grade. It actually should go all the way through a school. But this and and the outrage that the left is giving about this, because I mean, what they want this kind of indoctrination of K through three kids. It's really disgusting. But the, the, the bill is just about empowering parents to know what the kids are being taught and, and giving the parents the right to consent or not to it and then holding those teachers and those schools accountable. So the bill, and, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it really should have been pre-K because in preschool, they're already rolling out the uh, cell agenda. So God knows what they're rolling out as you know, far as gender identity because they know preschool is that perfect age to get them. They want them young. Yeah, it really should include preschool, most definitely. Um, So this bill does ban Florida schools from teaching lessons on sexual orientation or gender identity to kindergarten through third grade. And it also requires the schools to inform the parents of any kind of mental or emotional or physical changes and related services or monitoring. Uh, so no more of this stuff where we're going to find out if you're um, transgendering and if you want to go through, um, uh, if you want to go by a different pronoun and we will use those pronouns only in school and we'll have a secret uh, changing room only in school and you're not going to tell your parents about that. No, no more of that, um, especially K through third grade. Good grief. So, I mean, but also um, the finger painting. So if the parents find out that the schools are actually continuing to do this kind of indoctrination on their kids of the sexualized material, the transgender material for K through third grade, they can actually Mm -hmm. sue the schools. So this is absolutely the kind of law that parents have been demanding across the nation. I mean, when you hear these parents um, going to these school board meetings um, all throughout the country, and it's the kind of law that the parents are supporting in Florida, but the left has been completely triggered by it. I mean, mislabeling it as the don't say gay bill. Uh, Walt Disney Company is now taking a side because, of course, a lot of their employees are LGBTQ+. So I have been um, really making Disney take a stand. And so, you know, Disney is coming out with an official statement that they're going to try to get this repealed. And, you know, DeSantis is saying, look, I don't give a crap what Disney says. They do not own Florida. We are not um, beholden to them. We are beholden to the voters and the parents. So Disney can say whatever the hell they want that, you know, we're not going to let a bunch of California executives uh, dictate what Florida law is going to be. So but uh, um, also this week, what came out is a bunch of leaked internal uh, conversations among uh, Disney executives on this whole DeSantis bill. And of course, um, they, they said so much during these um, conversations about their true agenda, uh, meaning the, what is it, the president, Carrie Burke, the corporate president, Carrie Burke, saying that, you know, as a mother of a transgender t- child and a pansexual child, this is definitely one of her agendas, and that she's going to make sure that 50% of the characters in Disney um, uh, movies and content are going to be LGBTQ plus and racial minorities. 
And, um, you know, others just saying how much of this is really being embedded into all of the Disney programming. And I think really with, with all of this, um, it's just Disney has taken off their mask. They've truly shown who they are. And this is an excellent red pill for parents who are just now realizing. I mean, I really they should have been clued in a while ago and we've been screaming about Disney for years but there's parents that are still just now waking up to Disney's true agenda this is helping them do that I think and you know what before we flip to the next thing you're going to cover do me a favor and pull up the Mark Dice one and let's play that it's only two minutes long and it it actually references DeSantis's bill. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. And you know, it's funny. So I shared it, I shared it on Gab and I said, this is some top notch trolling by Mark Dice. And, uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking for it. (laughs) Here it is. Yeah. And so he, uh, do you have it queued up to the beginning or? Yeah, it's, it's ready to go. So, so he, he goes into this, um, I don't know, is, was this a city council meeting, I believe? And, and it's, to, it's just top-notch trolling. How he pulled this off with such a serious face. I mean, I, I, I never could have pulled that off. And some of the people in the comments were just like, what an ass and duh. Like, they didn't even understand he was trolling them. But, so that was kind of funny. But you got to listen to this because this is, this is absolutely brilliant and more people should be doing this. So All let's, right. let's roll this. Okay, Mark Dice. Mark Dice. To be followed by Wendy Bravo. To be followed by Jimmy Knott. Thank you. I'm Professor Mark Dice. I teach gender studies at California State University. And my colleagues and I across the country have been making tremendous progress in shattering the gender binary. We've introduced, as you know, a growing list of over 57 different gender identities. Many people don't know which gender they want to be. It's an extremely creative process. The reason I'm here is obviously the college students, young adults, their minds still fairly malleable, but we've seen the don't say gay bill being passed in Florida. And if we're gonna truly succeed in the new world order, we're gonna have to reach the younger children. And maybe on a local level, we could start with introducing ordinances to ban even identifying anyone as a gender at all. And if we can stop referring to the children as just boys, girls, he's or she's until they're old enough to decide, uh, perhaps then we can complete the, I mean, let's just be honest here, the Marxist revolution. We can get to the point where a lot of us can shed the label of a Democrat and just openly admit that, that we are Marxists. And we've made such progress. The LGBT community and the acronym has grown to LGBTQAI+. But still, a lot of people aren't sure what any of these acronyms stand for. Repealing the First Amendment on a national level may be a little bit difficult, but we've seen surveys conducted on the Oceanside Pier that there are a lot of people that are willing to accept that. So we're just recommending the Bilderberg Group, Think Tank, some of our associates, World Economic Forum are recommending that on local levels we prevent the gendering of children at all. As you know, children will believe virtually anything at a young age. They believe that a man in a red suit flies around and brings presents to them every Christmas. And if we can convince them that uh, there is no such thing as gender, that boys can be girls, girls can be boys, that men can get pregnant, 
that women can have um, external um, genitals, penises, then I think that we'll be able to really succeed in what it is that we're trying to do here. The cultural Marxism is, in a collegiate level, everyone's familiar with critical race theory, uh, but in order to really succeed, we're going to have to start reaching the children on a younger level. And again, by the time a lot of these students reach college, uh, many of them are set in their ways. Some of them are watching Tucker Carlson, other YouTubers. Thank you very much, sir. And thank for you. more, subscribe to the Mark Dice YouTube channel. That's it. Thank you. thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, that's right. Subscribe to my channel if you're new. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. I don't know how he pulled that I off. To, like, I had oh, to oh mute because I was, was laughing too much through it. He's the greatest. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. Oh my God. That was great. And then I love how he got that in at the end and subscribe to the subscribe to the Mark Dice channel. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you can move on to the next one. I just I wanted to share that because I thought that was uh, that was smart. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. And there's some other great um, city council um, trolls like Alex Stein. I've seen him. There's another guy. I can't remember him, uh, his name right off the bat, but uh, it's becoming a thing now trolling yeah. city council <laughs> meetings so yeah I, i'm looking forward to seeing more there is you know add a, a nice giggle for my day um and while calling out the absurdities of the left at the same time yep. so it's great yeah spot on all right so moving on to the next topic i wanted to um talk about this because the hunter biden laptop is getting a lot of exposure lately i mean this is only a year and a half late I mean, if, <laughs> right. people, if people hadn't learned by now that all the things that big tech and the media label as conspiracy theory, they just end up being confirmed as true. They're simply not paying attention because conspiracy theorists are actually the truth tellers that are just ahead of the curve at this point. So um, we were all suspended on Twitter during the 2020 election cycle for talking about things like this. But now mm. if you just do a Google search, you know, you, you see story after story, headline after headline mm -hmm. about Hutter Biden's laptop. So yeah. it's crazy how this is now all of a sudden um, a real story when it, we it, were screaming about it a year and a half it pisses, ago. It pisses me off, but like we knew this was going to be a thing. It's always the case, you know, people yeah. like us break something. We get slammed for it. We get suspended off platforms for it. But now, you know, 60 Minutes is doing a whole three-hour special. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. always the case. I mean, it's it confirms that everything was true. Everything that we said was true, from Biden's pay-to-play scheme with China, Russia, Ukraine, to the Ukraine biolabs, sex trafficking, blackmail videos, drugs, incest, child porn even. I mean, it's all very dark and very real. How many laptops do we have out there now? Well, the last I heard was three at least, but yeah, um, could be wrong about that. Um, hmm. But, but you know, so we're finally admitting that it's real. Daryl Issa has um, put big tech, the White House, and the intelligence intelligence community community on notice not to delete any evidence of collusion of covering this up prior to the election because we all experienced that cover-up we were part of being deplatformed because of that cover-up in many cases um mm -hmm. 
Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson are investigating the Biden's pay-to-play schemes and deals with China. Um, that came out this week. And then also Matt Gates has entered the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop into congressional record this week after grilling the FBI cyber chief who claimed he knew nothing about Hunter Biden's laptop, even though the FBI has been <laughs> sitting on this for years right? and actively covering it up. It's really interesting theatrics to watch on this Hunter Biden laptop yeah. lately. But um, CNN, of all places, is even admitting that if there's a realistic chance that Hunter Biden could be in indicted so interesting so why is this all coming out now Uh, well i here's my opinion on it i mean we all knew they were planning a bait and switch with biden right i mean we we did did any of us think that biden was going to last the full four years heck no yeah and the media appears to be surprised he's lasted as long as he has yeah the media appears to be turning on the biden regime on the you know the biden family and it seems like they're signaling that the time is drawing near for that bait and switch i mean i certainly don't see biden lasting another three years do you guys no no and i think i think there's a lot of players that are collateral damage to the uh central bankers the blackrock and vanguard um all the all the wonderful bloodlines that are really running this new world order operation, everyone who's, you know, doing their part underneath that are kind of collateral damage. So I think they're going to play their moves how they want to play them. And I don't know, I haven't, I haven't really sat and had time to give any thought to the timing of this, but, uh, but yeah, I definitely do not see Biden lasting (laughs) three more years. Mm -mm. No. No, and speaking of this sort of cabal and how the DC Uniparty plays into it, I'm just going to segue into the next story, which is Madison Cawthorn this week. Yeah, I haven't heard this one yet. So you haven't heard about it? Okay. No, I've been writing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know, what Madison Cawthorn said this week um, is what we've all known to be true. It's just people in DC don't talk about it. And he did. It's how DC, the DC Uniparty runs on blackmail and um, just mutually assured compromise so that everybody stays in line, that and insider trading. So it's a short three minute clip. Should I just go ahead and play it so you guys can hear what he said? Sure. Yeah, let's have a look. Okay. Just as long as everyone knows we're going to go over an hour. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right sexual perversion that goes on in Washington. I mean, it, being kind of a young guy in Washington with the average age of probably 60 or 70, and I look at all these people, a lot of them that I, I, you know, I've looked up to through my life, I've always paid attention to politics, guys that, you know, it, then all of a sudden you get invited to, like, well, hey, we're going to have kind of a, a, a sexual get-together at one of our homes. You should come. And I'm like, what, what, what did you just ask me to come to? Yeah. Uh, and then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Yeah. Uh, or, or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove you know, addiction in our country. And then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. And it's like, wow, this is, this is wild. And then there's also kind of the whole 
espionage aspect to what goes on in Washington of, you know, so many people trade in secrets and there, there's a currency to secrets. And yeah. so uh, it, it's wild. And then, you know, there's members of, the, of the, the media, the journalists who kind of will keep nasty stories about you or about other people on a shelf. And then if you're about to kind of speak out against something they don't want you to, they'll come out and say, well, we're about to drop the story of when, you know, 17 years ago you did X, Y, and Z. And you don't want us to drop that story, do you? So we're, we're going to bully you back into this position. Practically, let's say that all of a sudden I was going into office. By the way, I have no political aspirations, zero. And people are always like, John, run for office. It'll be like, nope, absolutely not. I'd like to support people that have that calling. I have no desire to do that. But let's, as a little thought experiment, I am just elected Congress, Senate, whatever. And I get in there and I go through my orientation and I have my good values and stuff and I stand for something like many other before. Uh, how does that slippery slope actually get in front of me? Our current president, you know, he's been in public service for 50 years at a certain salary, which is kind of like, it's good, but it's not great. You can't become a lavish multi, multi, multi-millionaire with all these different houses and it, the math doesn't work. Like the battery so, example, that, that was a real example, That's right? a real example, yeah. No, I, right before we added, uh, announced that we were going to add about 700,000 electric vehicles to our federal fleet, I noticed, because if you go to, uh, yeah, I think it's ceowatchlist.org, you can see the trades that publicly traded companies, CEOs, and anybody in the C-suite are making, or all, what all trades members of Congress are making. And so we all kind of monitor that just to see what's going on. And I noticed a lot of people in the majority party were buying stocks that had to do with some kind of battery, some kind of technology for electric vehicles. And then wouldn't you know it, about a month or two later, it was then announced for adding 700,000 electric vehicles to the uh, to the, to the to the fleet and then all those stock prices just jump whether you're investing in lithium mines whether you're investing in the people who actually manufacture batteries whether you're investing in directly into companies that make electric cars um, and so that's a way people can make money is through the this kind of version of insider trading that people can do but we are limited on our ability to have any kind of earned income. You can have passive income, but you can't have any earned income. And so we, you can't sit on a board and get a salary for it or anything like that. Um, but what you can do is you can have your spouse put as chairman of this company. You can have your spouse saying that she's going to be, or he, he or she is going to be a a consultant to this firm. And next thing you know, they're getting a paycheck for really not doing anything. Could, uh, could your son? Your son? Oh, oh. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. See what we did there? <laughs> Cawthorn's statements were dangerously honest because both the left and the right are after Panic. Him. Yeah, they're <laughs> panicking. And I don't care if you're an, you have an R or a D in front of your name. If right. you're part of this DC Uniparty that's corrupt and compromised, you got to be outed. And mm -hmm. McCarthy this week had a little sit down with Madison. Apparently, he's not very happy. Um, he, what Madison said was unacceptable, and uh, McCarthy has stated that he just lost all trust for Madison uh, Cawthorn and that he's got to earn that trust back. But um, he said um, that he's got a lot of members very upset, right? So, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So both the left and the right are after Cawthorn for saying this. Um, Roger Stone, who I don't normally, you know, father follow or, you know, you know, notice what he says, but he said that he actually had a, a conversation with Madison Cawthorn after this meeting with McCarthy, and Cawthorn has not retracted his claims about drug-fueled orgies 
among DC elites. And he went on to say, why would anyone believe a statement from Kevin McCarthy or anything reported on CNN? So um, interesting, interesting how this is going to probably develop because both the left and the right are pretty outraged about the comments. So right. Anyways, of um, course, because they're both dodgy. Absolutely. It's just exposing the DC Uniparty and how they use compromise to keep everybody in line. And uh, so, but we do have some good, some good news, actually, a lot of good news um, to report on. I know you have a bunch of tidbits and so do I um, to run through for this week. Um, Oklahoma and Arizona have um, signed bills this week to protect women's and girls sports. So these are just the latest of the two states. There are other states who have already done so, Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Iowa, Mississippi, Montana, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. So this is great to see um, that they are protecting women's and girls' sports. Um, Yeah, yeah. And also in Arizona on the same day, of signing the women's protection of you know, protection of women's sports, uh, a couple of other bills were signed. One was on banning sexual re- reassignment surgery for children and teens under the age of eighteen. Okay. Although it does it doesn't make restrictions on sexual reassignment hormones for children, mm. but it's definitely a start. You know, when it comes to protecting kids and teens not from making because not good enough if they take the hormones long enough it'll sterilize them right right definitely more mm. that needs to be done but there's a start another um bill that was signed out of arizona was protecting um babies unborn babies so um this is a uh, ban on abortions for um anything after 15 weeks except for medical emergencies and then another bill that was also signed in the same day in Arizona <clears throat> is um, protecting the vote, um, which is, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. So f- requiring proof of citizenship for voters and the ability to prosecute of non-citizens who register to vote. So, hmm. yeah, I'm not a fan of Ducey. Uh, in Arizona, I can't stand the guy, but it looks like the Arizona legislature has forced his hand on some of these key pieces of legislation lately in Arizona. So good, good yeah. to see. All right, and I know that you had a bunch of tidbits that you <laughs> wanted to go through. So here's the first one up. Yeah. So the the headline's a little misleading on this. They say judge blocks COVID nineteen vaccine mandate for entire Navy. Um, yeah, but it is for you know if they're providing religion just exemptions. So they actually had uh, originally a preliminary injunction that previously covered 35 Navy SEALs now covers some 4,000 others. Nice. So this, this has been an ongoing battle. So that, that was good to see. Um, it's That's just, awesome. It's just, uh, this whole thing's crazy. The whole thing's crazy that we should even have to fight over this, you know? Like, like a law is already in place and now you got to go to court again just to, to revalidate that. Right. Insane. And I think it's really um, a systematic destruction of our armed forces um, on, oh, yeah. uh, you know, at a time when we actually need to be stronger than ever um, with this regime pushing more and more towards conflict. 
right. around the world. So, right. Yeah, it seems like it's a it's all by design, of course, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, what's the next one up? Uh, okay. So on this one, one, this is an interesting one. So I haven't had time to really sit and mull this over. Um, came across this kind of in the middle of the night, and. Uh, so I can see, I can see the good in this obviously, but I'm, I'm a little annoyed as well. So the, the fines paid by, uh, Trump responded to the fines paid by Clinton campaign, DNC show corruption. So the whole deal with the Clinton campaign and the DNC are agreeing to pay a combined 113,000. Now of that, the Clinton campaign is only 8,000 to the, uh, FEC, but, it's more about the admission, but, right? But right, right, right. So, so they're admitting to not reporting the funds accurately because we all know what it went towards. You know, the whole Russian dossier, and um, Fusion used the funds funneled, funneled through Perkins Coy Law Firm to pay for the compilation of the dossier that, you know, claimed you know Trump had ties to Russia during the 2016 election. So. What annoys me, obviously, and what probably annoys everyone is, oh, gee, you're getting a slap on the wrist, be, wrist and you're paying $8,000 from the Clinton campaign and, and agreeing that you won't let this happen in the future, that you'll abide by federal laws that mandate reporting accurately, describing the purpose of disbursements of more than $200 per year. Okay, but does it open the door, you know, Trump recently filed, uh, what was that? Like on the 24th, he filed yep. a lawsuit um, in against Florida. Clinton, the DNC, and others mm -hmm. to help create and disseminate, you know, who helped create and disseminate the dossier. So uh, he's going after that. And let me see here. I remember seeing over on Gab, I saw his response to this. They have a little snippet here. He says the... Um, the operation was done to create a hoax funded by the DNC and Clinton campaign. This corruption is only beginning to be revealed, is un-American, and must never be allowed to happen again. Where do I go to get my reputation back? So we'll see what happens with this uh, federal suit that they filed. And if that just helped, I'm sure that helped with their case. But in the meantime, it's just, it's, it's comical to see, oh yeah, we'll agree that we're going to report accurately. We're talking about the Clintons for Pete's sake. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this Trump lawsuit out of Florida. Of course, the original judge recused herself. And then now we have a Clinton appointed judge mm. overseeing the case. So right. um, yeah, yeah. Trump's not too happy about that. Oh, sister Jack. Mm -hmm. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Absolutely. So what's the next thing? Oh, I know you wanted to talk about this because Russell Brand has been talking about what you have been reporting on in your latest report about this social emotional learning program that is really embedded in throughout the school systems and in the workforce to indoctrinate people. And Russell Brand, did one of his latest videos, talked about it. <clears throat> Yeah, so I know there's a lot of people out there that say he's controlled opposition. That may be the case. I've never dug into him, but what this particular, um, you know, how many views are we up to on this now? 1.47 million. Okay. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. 
So that many people are becoming aware of this now, which is in my book, that's a good thing. Um, and quite honestly, I don't see the strategy in, in having him talk about this right now because they have gone full force over the past few years in dumping billions of dollars into this. And they certainly, you've got various states. Um, in my nine part series, I cover all the legislation going on. You've got states that are starting to become aware of this and they're starting to fight this. So it would not be advantageous or strategic to be doing this. But at any point, it's, it's a really good rant and ramble on the whole social, social emotional learning and the data mining that's going on. What he doesn't talk about and what most people don't talk about the cover cell is that this is part of the social score system that is going to be cradle to grave. So they're, they're data mining and they're turning you, you know, manipulating children's minds all up through school, but then on to the parents, through the communities, into the workforce. And it's already in the workforce too. I'm sure people have received surveys on their behavior and mental well-being and yada, yada, yada so they can train their obedient digital citizens for the future workforce, while also data mining every single thing they do and think and behavior so that they can build the social credit score. So that's like one piece that kind of frustrates me that no one seems to talk about, or maybe people don't see that bigger picture. So that right. was a good one. I just wanted to point that out. Um, and I think he covers it more from like, He's covering some articles that I think were coming out of like Europe and the UK on um, some of the companies there that are pushing it. Cause this is global. It's like I said in my series, this is, this is already in 110 countries. So. Yeah, absolutely. At least he's getting more eyes and more top of the mind awareness on it about how they're data mining and how they are um, really using the social engineering is what it is um, mm -hmm. through all through schools and corporations and really every aspect that they possibly can. Yep. Well, I, well, one thing with Russell Brand, he's such an outlier. Um, I, I followed him for a long time. Yeah. Even when he was in Hollywood, and he was kind of propped up to be the next biggest thing, really, in comedy. There, there, there was a few years there where he was really just making movies after movies. He, I think he made about three, but they all became quite popular. Um, married Katy Perry, another person that we know is very very far down the hole uh -huh. uh, especially with the disney connections and all that and he spoke about that when he left he spoke about the madness that it was with her the controlling the things that they want the things they expected of him um and he really turned away and shunned hollywood and in turn they shunned him um he had a lot of inside information about it and he's talked about it he gave up a lot um yeah, to do I've what he's doing now. So it, it's he's very interesting to me. I've always liked him. I always liked how he called out the media. There's some great, great clips out there that I'll, I'll send to you girls about him going on like CNN and just making them look like idiots. Yeah. So it well, was, <laughs> I, I, I know we're going to get blasted in the comments on this. So, so I'll just address it real quickly. I have not had two seconds to look at it, but apparently he is allegedly dating someone who is has connections to the Rothschilds. And so that is the concern about controlled opposition. And mm -hmm. so aware of that, haven't dug into it. All I know is everything he talks about in here is spot on. 
Yeah. You just got to take um, the information um, sometimes. And I mean, not always say, okay, I have to discredit this information because of the source. Um, Right. I I think that just getting more eyes on the cell program is important regardless of of the source. Although I understand the source is important to know as well. Um, But yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. All right. So speaking of the source, Laura yes. Logan's a good one. Yeah. So I'm following Laura over on uh, locals.com. If anyone's wondering, you know, where she's gone to, she's building a community over on locals. She's fantastic. She's been on fire lately doing the interview circuit. So I just wanted to kind of give a hat tip to her and uh, let people know they should check her out over there. Um, you know, and she's doing interviews on there and, and all kinds of good stuff. So or bringing people on to talk with her, you know. All right. So that's lauralogan.locals.com if you want to check out more of her content. Mm-hmm. And also someone that's coming out with some really good content. I've always followed Kenakoa. I mean, he's there. I, I say he, I have no idea who's behind the Kenakoa account, but they're a great account to follow. That's always on top of things. Yeah. So this is just, I, and I haven't even had time to really read through this, um, but I scanned through it. And at first I'm scrolling down and I'm like, wow, this is like one of my reports. And I keep scrolling. And I said, I know how long it takes to compile this much information and to link it and format it and get this, you know, all put together. Absolute, absolute brilliant job on putting all of this together. And you can just like scroll down quickly just to give people perspective on just how big this is all about, um, it was, well, we didn't even read the headline, but it was uh, 110 articles and quotes um, that affirm America's computerized voting system is online compromised and vulnerable to hackers. So he has documented all of this and linked it all. And um, it, it, it's incredibly extensive. And not to mention, you know, a lot of this was all leading up to uh, the, the 2016 elections, of course, where now all those people, of course, have a totally different position now that we have a whole fraudulent election. And yeah, so yeah. I just wanted to give a, a kudos to him. Yeah, Kenneko is great um, <laughs> on all forms of social media, but also on this Substack here because they do always bring the sauce. Definitely. Right. So, right. All right. Um, where did Mike Mark Dice? Oh, this right here. This is really awesome. Yeah. Um, to hear about. So uh, Zach Voorhees has a new video platform. Yeah. So, so he just announced this and what he's doing, he's, he's taken and aggregated tons of news sources and alternative news sources, mostly, um, you know, independent journalists and reporters, and he's brought it all into, um, you know, a handful of different tabs here. And so it's not like you go in there and you create your own account and you're pulling in your own stuff he's got it all set where it's aggregating in already and so in the at the top of the page um you'll see we've got trending independent populist mainstream health news and to the right which we can't see it's like cut off on your screen edge there's um there's a little, a little arrow tab that's a little more options yeah and when you click on that it's an alphabetical order and it's got a ton of um ton of you know investigative journalists reporters new sources and hey he who's that, that. 
Yeah, he's got Bruce <laughs> in there. So our podcasts are going to populate on here, and it looks like he probably grabs awesome. like the most recent nine type thing, you know, and or or he probably pulled those in to get it going, and then so those will be showing up on there too. So thank you, Zach. Very cool. Thanks, Zach. That's awesome. Yeah. Another way to Bla- find that's, us. That's blast.video. There you so go. Very cool on that. Um, did we have anything else, or was just that just this? Just this. Oh yeah. Well, after we close out, we'll just roll that at the end because it's so awesome. But I'm wondering if the uh, if the volume's going to work okay when you do it when you run it through Gab like that. Um, I can try. Let's give it a try. Hold on. But before you hit play, um, so so I just want people to know that I'm still working on the uh, report (laughs) that I was hoping to have done by now. But of course. Of course, the you know I originally wasn't going to report on the funding aspect. I was just going to kind of map it out and show people the lay of the land of this particular thing uh, pertaining to the food industry. And when I started getting more into the funding, you know me, I'm like, oh my god, there's no way I can report on this and not include this part because it's just so vital. And I know most people aren't going to take the time to dig themselves. So it's becoming a little bit longer, but it's concise and short and bullet pointed so it'll be a quick easy read uh so i'm still working on that and then i also started putting together another short article i can't help it i woke up the other morning and i had this brainstorm and this whole article was in my head so i uh i'm gonna try and finish that over the next few days and then get back to the other report and then i'm also working on collaborating with several different people on projects so i've been kind of juggling a lot behind the scenes but you're not seeing a lot on the front end yet but it's coming it's coming it's coming definitely keep an eye out just make Corey's digs your favorites and you know (laughs) look for notifications if you sign up you'll get notifications there you go so yeah all right so should we close out with something fun yeah so after well do you want to close out and then we can just play this oh sure all right guys all right well be sure to share this podcast we're on bitshoot Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, and now also you can find us on Blast.video. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It.